0: All right. All right. All right. All right. How are you,
1: Jolyn? Good. I almost forgot to uh go off mute. I was about to start talking mad trash. I'm just kidding.
0: Oh wow. Okay. I'm
1: good. <laughs> you know? How
0: are you doing? I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm all right. It's been quite the week. Um, you know, before we get started, I just wanted to like mention something. Um, we want to send a special shout out to Kiki, uh, you know, one of our very own um definitely going through a trying time we definitely send her our condolences and we offer our prayers and support to her and her family in this trying time we love you kiki and we know that you're gonna come through this on the other side and we're gonna be right by your side every step of the way all right um so with that all being said you know i was actually inspired today jolyn as you know Mm -hmm. um based upon a lot of things that have transpired lately You know, to really sit back and talk about the future, because I really get excited about the future, especially when sometimes even in present moments, things get a little gloomy. So today is going to definitely be one of those kind of days where it's like, I I feel like I'm going to go in my bag today. And, you know, this is like a dedication one, one for the one for the books. So what's good everybody i'm mark monroe accompanied by my wonderful co-host co-producer and co-creator in all things galactic give it up for none other than the wonderful
1: it's jill ngc and the place to be what does it cousins on this fine tuesday
0: and welcome to executive education and you know without further ado go ahead and cue that intro right. All right. All right. All right. So we got a lot to get into. But first things first, let's give it up for the folks in which that we're representing here in the chat. Let's give a shout out to cousin Eric Horton, who says, hey, you were first in the chat. So we salute you. Thank you for having your notification bell turned on. And if you like what we do here at the Come Up Series, because we give you a lot of great content, go ahead and like that button. Hit that like button down below and go ahead and hit subscribe because there's a ton of great content that is available to you. So thank you, Eric. Uh, and you know, let's see, let's, let's see if we can keep it going by the way. All right. So Jolyn, as we know, the title is talking about the future of tech in 2024 through 2028. So I haven't had the opportunity to do this, but you know, I'm taking a little bit of a side break, uh, from, you know, what we're teaching on executive education, but I felt like this was definitely there, but I think that this is great because it's going to provide a lot of opportunity and perspective. To the cousins, especially if they're thinking about, well, Mark, what's next? What's going on? You know, we talked about a lot of these things from 2020 to 2023. Some of these things are starting to sound a little bit repetitive. So, you know, if they're a little bit repetitive, then let's come up with something a little bit more fresh, a little bit new. Let's push the envelope to go further. So let's talk about, not about what currently is, but let's talk about what will be. <laughs>
1: but you know what, Mark, um, as we're talking about what will be, this does fall under executive um education because this is how executives think, like they think about the future and what's the strategy to get yep. from where we are now to the future. So it's still, you know, under the umbrella. I, I mean,
0: yeah, it's still there. It's definitely still there. Yeah, totally there. <laughs> no, nah, but... Real talk, I mean, these are the types of conversations that executives, CEOs, as well as researchers, and of course, analysts uh, that are on Wall Street, these are the types of conversations that we're having. Uh, Across the board. So whether you're an investor in the VC space or you're an investor in the publicly traded markets trader, uh, wherever you fall within the landscape of that, as well as within the actual Main Street, this is going to be something, something for everybody. And it gives you kind of like a blueprint of what to look forward to. So that way, when you hear these things along the horizon. be like oh i remember that from ee and you know or i should say e squared and (laughs) and let's get it started so but first things first let's let's get some of the obvious stuff out of the way like what's been going on right so for example um there's been this conversation about amd ai versus nvidia now let's let's talk about like these things are current but yet at the same token they're building blocks towards the future so if you didn't know, AMD had its event today where they unveiled a new data center uh, CPU server chip that was focused on artificial, in- that had a lot of art- artificial intelligence, neural network uh, infrastructure built into the chip. Now that's pretty cool uh, because th- we talk about this other chip from the other company, the it's Noisy Neighbor, that's been making <laughs> a lot of noise in 2023. Um, shout out to the folks from October of 2022, but anyways <laughs> uh, with their H100 chip so AMD came out this year with what is called, I think it's their Epic uh, MI300 something chip I think that that's what it is, it's going to be probably an entire series lineup, now what makes it like kind of like competitive against uh, NVIDIA's chip is that it's able to take in a little bit more memory, so whereas with NVIDIA's chip is 120 gigabytes of RAM or something like that, whereas with with AMD's it's 192, uh, which, and so when we think about that, you're like, okay, Mark, what is memory for? Well, memory stores in a lot of the temporary information, like, for example, if you need to process things fairly quickly, it runs through RAM. And then once it once it's run through that and it's and it's running on the application, it tends to stabilize itself and it's just running on CPU. All right. So why do I say go ahead, Jolene?
1: I want to say that we need to kind of back it up a bit. Sure. Because we need to like kind of get a feel for who is at this party. We have NVIDIA, yep. a cool kid, and we have AMD who's a cool kid, but they have different levels of Le-
0: there's levels to cool.
1: Yeah, there's <laughs> different levels. And you know, AMD is, you know, they're mighty. They're smaller and they're mighty, though. Mm-hmm. And they are known to pivot. Yes. So look at their chart in the beginning. Very well. They are, okay, matrix on you, okay? That's um, AMD. But in- NVIDIA <laughs> is a freaking beast, okay? NVIDIA takes up all the space, eats all the chips and the dip, and leaves no crumbs. So
0: <laughs> we need to t- like set the stage for... We do, we do. Okay, so let me set, let me set it even further because okay. that's a great segue because uh, AMD, well, this really kind of like started around the time that we saw cryptocurrency mining really mm-hmm. taking place because we got to see exactly what like their graphics cards could do. And people saw graphics cards outside of just graphics, like for video games. They started noticing that you could use graphic- graphics cards for other things. Like for example performing computational math and that's how cryptocurrency mining really started to really take shape form and fashion and so amd dominated that space like they were like honestly the best performance and everything else it was all amd and then NVIDIA came in at the end of that, and it was just like, okay, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get some of that revenue market share as well. Mm-hmm. Intel was nowhere near to be found. All right, so like, yeah, AMD was dominating, and then NVIDIA was like, mm, we're definitely kind of late to the party, so But uh,
1: we here, but we here,
0: <laughs> but we need a pivot. And if you notice, they started building up so much stockpile and everything else, and then once when that mining arena started to like literally switch up. Well, you know, AMD was still on the route of like, okay, hey, let's server data farms and all this other stuff. And, you know, NVIDIA was like, well, I'm already there. So, you know, what's next? And then that's when they started using the other things within its within its library. So they started creating libraries of technology. So, for example, natural language, large uh, library, large language models. Oh. which are libraries of language of consistent speech and everything else in which that we were able to ping off of. And then on top of that, natural language processing. Um, if we're using, say, for example, auditory. And they realized that they could use a lot of these tools, which would power AI by just using the graphics cards that they had already created, except change up the infrastructure a little bit. So that way it was more focused just towards those tasks instead of having to focus on the task of you know, playing video games. And then that's really where it really started to take off for NVIDIA. And then, of course, you know, here we are in 2023. It's like, okay, well, now AMD is now playing the person that's playing catch up. But luckily, I think that they got smart and said, okay, hey, this is definitely really a thing. We're not going to wait till the end of this, because if we do, it'll be the death of us. So let's go ahead and, you know, get into this. And so that's ultimately how the AI race really started to, like, really take off between these two companies. Now, of course, NVIDIA has had an advantage from day one because their graphics cards were always more powerful, uh, way, way better engineered. But I mean, over the over the time you started seeing that AMD has started to catch up and started nipping at its heels. So this is the beautiful thing because it's great yeah. for consumers. It's mm-hmm. great for enterprise because of the fact that you get tons of innovation. This, what I can probably put it into shape, form, and fashion for everybody for everybody to understand is, this is the type of battle that you once saw Apple versus Samsung.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Everybody remembers those battles. You're getting ready to see that kind of battle. And we're just in the first inning. So buckle up, get your popcorn and everything else. Cause it's going to be, it's going to be a good one.
1: And I do want to say Mark that. You know, we have AMD and we have um, NVIDIA for you know this battleground, so to speak, as yep. we're in this AI race as it as it relates to like building out the foundational pieces that will take AI to the next level. We're only yep. seeing like a little, you know, little splash, little tidbit, you know, little sample of yep. what is actually possible. Um, and with, it's just going to, this is going to be an interesting thing to sit back and watch, Mm -hmm. but also I want to make note of the fact and put on the record that, you know, you can have it all when you're with SMH. I mean, you just (laughs) can't. I stock, baby. Y'all know I go hard on the paint for SMH, you know, and you can have a little bit of AMD and a little bit of NVIDIA and, you know, all the other chips, no dip at the party. So you got to pay attention to these two, though, for sure.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, if you like, look no further as it pertains to infrastructure now, of course, you're going to have the other players in there, like the cloud service providers, your cyber securities and everything else. But if you're looking at it as it pertains to the foundation of where this battle is going to be had, mm-hmm. you know, it's pretty much Neo versus Agent Smith. That's literally this battle. And yeah, I'm here for it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So let's talk about the next thing. Right. So because, you know, which leads us into that question, what are CEOs talking about? And I think that this is one of those things where it's like, you know, a lot of times when we look at like, what's what are the conversations that are being had? Of course, we're hearing the conversations that a lot of like folks on TV are having. But what are the CEOs saying? Like, okay, Jolyn, let me ask you this question. Mm -hmm. Back in 2021, I'll I'll set the stage for you. Back in 2020 and 2019, around that time, we started hearing about the sustainability conversation Mm -hmm. starting to come forth. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, we started hearing about companies like even companies like Apple, right? When they did their developer conference or their products, they're talking about, oh, well, this is made from this amount of sustainable products and we're going to be you know, uh, efficient by 2030, like everybody's on that, that federal goal of 2030, of literally trying to get what is it zero carbon, uh, or become carbon neutral um, by 2030. And then I think some folks will be there by 2035. So, of course, that's known as, you know, we'll get into probably starting next week, um, which will be a series of things that we'll talk about, which kind of plays into this role. But since like early or since late 2022 and really in 2023, what would you say is the number one word that is literally being discussed? And write it in the chat if you want to. What is the number one word that you've heard every single CEO across every single earnings call, across every single different interview? What is the one word that everybody is talking about?
1: I mean, me as a CEO, what I'm talking about is artificial intelligence, (laughs) Back as the economic driver, um, and there is another another word, three letters, but you know we'll wait until later on to talk about that but you hear the implications you in every single earnings report um you hear this ai you know was the economic driver this you know ai powered this because of ai this next you know next quarter ai this because due to ai you know the outlook is good the guidance is good ai 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 so
0: yeah, it's funny because if you say it long enough, you'll start to hear IA, which...
1: Right, which would be...
0: Remember, <laughs> that's, the, that's the, I think that that's the final frontier and that will literally close out uh, artificial intelligence as we know it. And then we'll step into the next uh, frontier, which is IA, but that's, we'll we'll get to that later. All right. So yes, so we actually heard a lot of the sustainability conversation kind of like die down a little bit. And then we started seeing that artificial intelligence is now the name of the game. Now, the question is across, you know, of course, Wall Street is, is this just the trend for 2023 or is this the start of something new? Now, if we look back to AMD's event today, you know, Lisa Sue said that this will take us from, you know, about $30 billion as it pertains to revenue by the time when we get to 2027, we're looking at a revenue of about, what is it, $150 billion, so I mean, <laughs> that's that's pretty cool. So again, and and I think the part is is that they're they're definitely seeing massive opportunity, and I think that the reason why they're seeing the opportunity was looking at Nvidia's backlog and not being able to literally take on a lot of the a lot of the tasks and everything else. I think that that had a huge role uh, as it pertains to like literally, okay. Well, you know, we, if they can't, if they can't meet all the customer demand, then maybe there's an opportunity for us to definitely step in and we're coming in right on time.
1: But Mark, it would behoove them to continue, like to not be so narrow, even though, you know, artificial intelligence has a a broad, you know, application, mm -hmm. but like, I think it would behoove these companies to also look at that and look at what things in the future would intersect with that. Yep. yep.
0: yeah. So, I mean, those are the conversations that are literally changing. So it's whether it's executives or say, mm-hmm. for example, uh, CEOs, you're seeing massive amounts of spending towards artificial intelligence infrastructure that's being invested into. Now, what does that look like? I mean, with, with that type of investment, it's expensive upfront in the first, let's say two quarters or to, to two quarters to a whole year. And then after that, it's like the cost should ultimately significantly come down where it ultimately starts to pay for itself but then the profit margins start to go even higher so that's where it gets even you know you know even more interesting for you know ceo so It's kind of interesting because it's like, you know, I wonder if we're going to see that same type of conversation or will the conversation have died down in the next earnings calls? Or, you know, we saw the first wave of companies that are the first wave of companies. They did well. Right. The next wave of companies that are come through, will they be talking about AI as it pertains to this upcoming earnings cycle or has that ship already sailed?
1: I don't think the ship has already sailed, but and because people are associating AI with growth. Mm-hmm. I believe that, you know, that will continue to be a conversation. Now, if those companies before were talking about AI as this economic driver and they're looking to, you know, capture this X percentage of the market. And if that doesn't happen fast enough, then that AI buzz will die down and people will be like, okay, well, what's next? And it may then flip back to the conversation of sustainability. But again, I feel like companies need to take that all into consideration because the seeds have been planted for sustainability. I mean, look at the planet, like the planet. If we keep consuming all of these uh, devices um, that have that are powered like this, it's going to destroy the planet. Like if we look at all the resources that are extracted out of Africa alone just to have a cell phone, Mm -hmm. you know, and like the labor that's involved, sometimes child labor, unfortunately, like all of those practices, they're not, they're not sustainable. These are not renewable materials. So that conversation is going to come back for sure to sustainability.
0: I agree. All right. So with all that, you know, that's being said, shall we talk future trends?
1: (laughs) Yeah, let's get into it. Are we going all the way to 2028?
0: Um, you know what? Yes, I'm going to I'm gonna aim for it. I'm going to aim okay. for it. So let's talk about some future trends of what we saw. Like, you know, just, you know, I'm going to throw a softball out there. I mean, audio influencers are definitely on the rise. Like, did you know that in 2023, I don't think that we have a single number one album hit or single hit? Like, that's, you know, significant. Like, this is the first time ever.
1: I mean, I'm still listening to Jodeci, so... <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's fair all right so i I, I guess podcasting is definitely greatly back and it's definitely on the it's definitely on the rise um so i guess the question is so check this stat out Mm -hmm. so tech angst is growing so a percent of like internet users who say that they don't understand computers and new technology you ready for this
1: wait what cat what age group is this
0: uh, this is from ages 16 to 64, actually.
1: Okay. all right. So uh,
0: in 2013, mm-hmm. it was 15%. Okay. Understandable. 64. In
1: 2019,
0: it was 24%. Mm-hmm.
1: That's a big jump.
0: That's a huge jump to let you know mm-hmm. that we went from 15% of folks that said that they don't understand, you know, computers and new technology to now 24%. Well,
1: if you think about it, Mark, like how fast... Um just like the internet of things has happened. Mm -hmm. There's been a lot of technological jumps between Mm -hmm. those two years. And so it's understandable that that number has increased. What's concerning though, is look at how fast artificial intelligence is moving. And if we got folks that are feeling like they can't keep up, Mm -hmm. that's going to be a problem when it comes to America, like remaining competitive in the space. Um, interest in different, you know, job industries. Um, so that's not good news. <laughs> that, that's not good news Look,
0: I, I know it's not good news, but at the same token, it lets us know that we've got a lot of content to still produce and to educate the people on. So that way nobody gets left behind here that watches the come up series. That's what we're all about. And, you know, whether you're watching us live from Twitter today or you're watching us live on LinkedIn or, or YouTube you know, hopefully you do not get left behind. Hopefully you're taking in the information in which that we're, we're throwing at you. All right. So here's another thing that I want you to uh, ponder with me for a second. Smart spaces.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm intrigued.
0: Okay. So imagine physical environments, including factories, offices and cities will become smart spaces wh- within which people will interact through multiple touch points and sensory channels for an increasingly ambient experience.
1: Now, I could see smart base or spaces rather um, benefiting, well, not just entertainment, but really benefiting like the medical field mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and health field. Because if you're able to have a smart space powered operating room and have access to, you know, real time data, whatever else is going on, like, you know, powered by AI, like that could be huge.
0: Well, I mean, imagine what wall, like, so imagine like spaces, like where we start to see like walls are normally painted, but then now it's like the walls are now part of the actual experience of using technology to create new experiences. So a space that is normally just a blank canvas literally becomes a whole new space you know, depending on event, depending on whatever it is, you know, kind of like a mesh experience and using that generative AI to like literally create that. Now it hasn't, for, for the record, a lot of this stuff that I'm talking about probably hasn't been created yet. So these are some of just my thoughts along with some of the research that I'm doing. So, you know, of course, Like anything, take it with a huge grain of salt. But, you know, I'm looking at it in the sense of like, okay, hey, we have a lot of commercial buildings that are sitting Mm -hmm. there vacant. Mm -hmm. Now, what's to say that essentially that, you know, I think that two things that I'm going to see, two things that we're going to probably see within the next year to two years. So here's my prediction for 2024 especially when it comes to uh, like you know commercial real estate. I think commercial real estate will significantly change um, where office buildings will become a combination and you're probably already starting to see it, but you'll see more of it where those companies that were struggling to bring people back to the offices, an innovative way would turn them into mixed use spaces where you have housing as well as office spaces and then shopping or restaurants underneath. So now it's like, let's say if that's an Amazon hub for, let's say, new employees that are like freshly like, you know, coming into Amazon or freshly into Microsoft, you know, they don't have like think about the things that you take away. They don't have to worry about where is it that I'm going to find a place to live. I'm close to work, but at the same token, it's like, you know, the efficiency increases because think about how long it takes people to travel to work uh, to and fro from work. And then on top of that, they can still have an urban or a city experience. Um, I like to call it urbanite urbanite experience. I mean, Mario, yeah, I mean, pretty ma-
1: This is what look, a, this is a high tech plantation, like real talk.
0: Don't shoot the messenger. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying. Watch.
1: I'm just saying, like that's exactly what we're developing. Like people are not going to travel outside of their bubble you know no and- they'll,
0: they'll travel but i'm just saying that essentially it's like you're gonna see that change and i think that you'll also possibly see the cost as it like because those spaces have got to get filled like those mm-hmm. office spaces can't just sit there vacant like it, the more that they become vacant then that can also take those commercial real estates uh, those commercial real estate companies out of business
1: mm-hmm. and
0: then that just creates a whole new domino effect of just you know problems Right. So To change them into mixed use spaces, Mm -hmm. which we're already starting to see some of those phases happen. I think that that's going to be major, you know, and and major for the so like the Simon properties and those Mm -hmm. types of companies. Mm -hmm. alongside with those major fortune 500s it creates an opportunity
1: now mark now this is very interesting the concept of the mixed-use space um like think about it in the context of let's say here at home downtown seattle like they're Mm -hmm. trying to revitalize downtown seattle because after the Mm -hmm. pandemic you know obviously there was like all these vacancies when there's vacancy Um, There's not spending. There's not, you know, people are not walking around. Then you have vagrancy and then you have, you know, an increased um, population of those experiencing homelessness. Um, All of those things start to build up. And then if your downtown core is destroyed, The economics of that city are like in the trash. That means taxes aren't there. There's all these things. You see my point? (laughs) You do do that. I could see.
0: Economically, it makes sense. I mean, and it doesn't have to be like your senior level folks. We're talking about like your new recruits. Like if you think about it, you know, U.S. produces, what is it? You know, six to roughly nine million computer science engineers a year. And mm-hmm. it's like, you know, out of that, it's like, think about how many of them go to companies uh, that they travel outside of their states for. Mm-hmm. And it's like, they're in an area that they don't know anybody that allows them to build up cohorts, friendships, and everything else a lot easier and to be able to explore a city. So again, it's it's interesting, but you know.
1: You know what it's like? It's like college, but then you graduate, but now you're at an elevated, like-
0: You're at an eleva- <laughs> elevated college. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right,
0: so here's one thing that I'm going to definitely put on the marker for 2024. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe and this is not it's not really future tech but I mean it's kind of I think that the Fed will actually launch a real-time payment service in 2024. Yeah, that that'll be the I think that that'll be be the beginning start mm-hmm. of like, you know, the central bank really getting into the into the next generation. I, I honestly believe that.
1: I've heard rumblings of that, Mark. So, okay, that's that'll be interesting. We'll see how that goes.
0: Okay. And then let's see here. There's one where it's like, uh, like well, I think that this is kind of like a, an easy one for everybody out there since we're seeing a lot of electric EVs. I want everybody to pay attention to the fact that, you know, what is it that electric vehicle companies are going to charge you as it pertains to services a la carte for features that you would normally buy for a standard vehicle. So, like, your standard vehicle would have heated seats and everything else. Imagine if a company next year brings out an EV, but then they charge you for heated seat services.
1: I know I better not get no bills from Elon talking about. No, no, it's not going
0: to be Elon. It's not going to be Elon. (laughs) But I'm just saying, I look at that. I'm going to say like, that we're going to see a lot of ticky tack. Ex- we're going to see a lot of ticky tack uh, expenses mm-hmm. uh, or a subscription, subscription models that are going to be placed on it. You know, pay attention to, you know, maybe, you know, Mercedes-Benz and, you know, BMW. Pay attention to those and see if that comes a part of their services or something be- that should come standard already in the vehicle that they charge you for but Mark, as we a We in
1: the airlines, in the airlines. Baggage fees, like now they're going to be nickel and diamond folks.
0: But, you know, the interesting part about that is, is the reason why you want to pay attention to those is because they got to get their profit margins up somehow, some way to be able to compete in the space. That's another thing that's a future trend that I want you to uh, that I want everybody to write down a future trend for for all of this from 2024 and beyond. And you're starting to see it in 2023. Here's a future trend for you. Profit margins as a weapon, weaponized
1: profit margins,
0: profit margins will become weaponized. So the reason why I say that is because of the fact that there's going to be a bunch of companies that are going to be scraping and clawing and bean counting Mm -hmm. to literally put put that, uh, those extra expenses on top of their, their customers, Mm
1: -hmm. their customer
0: base, just so that way they can boost up their profit margins.
1: Well, now, but so, you know, what's interesting. Okay. So if they do follow the way of airlines and all of those fees, they're going to have to have some type of way to make you feel special and exclusive, some way, shape, or form. <laughs> they're
0: going to put a massager in the seats.
1: Something. <laughs> something's going to have to take place. because
0: Breathable suede.
1: <laughs> yo, like, that is going to be wild. Just imagine, imagine, like, how much would that even cost additionally? Because the EVs aren't going to be, not, not initially, they're not going to be, like, that cheap. Not initially. I mean, over time.
0: Yeah, over time they become like cheaper. You're you're starting to see that with Tesla like they finally yeah, broke below Tesla? the $30,000 car.
1: Yeah. How many what are they at now the base cost? I don't even know.
0: I think if you add in the incentives I think it's now um I think it's like $25,000 or something like that or $27,000. They have to
1: be at least 30 something. In the Come words in, in, in
0: the words of our brethren, Chale <laughs>
1: My goodness. yo! I mean that's it's cool that They're you know working to bring the prices Down but if I mean I Don't know I guess it's to each his own because there Are certain things that you need like If you're gonna have an EV, there's certain things that you Just need off jump like you can't have A, a base a, a Basic EV I mean I guess you could but That's not the fun. basic the basic,
0: <laughs> the basic hybrid is the Toyota Prius just...
1: oh gosh I cannot stand the Prius
0: no, but it's it's the basic. I mean, yeah, you know, it's it's the basic of what it is. All right, so here's okay. Let's move on to 2025 because we got to move okay. through these fairly quickly. All mm-hmm. right, so gig economy. Gig economy characterizes people in, in which that like temporarily em- temporary employment. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that will outpace you know all forms of job creation nationwide.
1: I could see that people want, especially after uh the pandemic. I mean, low-key, we're still kind gonna... of. Whatever. But um, I could see people, more people wanting to have that kind of autonomy or at least a sense of autonomy.
0: You want to know it prove that? What? Remember during the pandemic when we started hearing about people not only working one job, but they were working three different jobs all remotely at the same time. Mm-hmm. And they were getting like salary. They were getting three annual salaries. Yep.
1: Score. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, cause that, and if you, and people were getting away with it too, Look, even if you could do it for just like, you know, a few, a few months, you were winning. That's wild. <laughs> I mean, Those are some wild times, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. So let's, let's talk some, 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 uh, some pieces here. So signal beams with art, artificial intelligence can reduce traffic congestion. So that's one where you're using mm-hmm. signal beaming with artificial intelligence to reduce traffic congestion congestion do you know what that looks like
1: um does that look like cars all going at the same time when it says go instead of someone just sitting there <laughs> and i'm waiting like does it look like they all go at the same time what does it look in
0: t- like in 2025 all cars mm-hmm. will talk to each other well the, i will say this it will be segregated at first so certain mm-hmm. cars will talk to each other like you already see tesla's doing that like whereas like you can kind of get an idea of what that looks like like you can see it, like, for example, who, how many supercharging stalls are being occupied and, you know, other different parts of data. Um, but then it's like, I think that ultimately we'll get to that real time part where the cars all together will be a part of one network mm-hmm. uh, to talk to one another, to be able to, like, you know, pretty much, you know, ease traffic. So that way, essentially, it's like, you know, people's commute times shorten up. I think that that will that will definitely start in 2025. Okay. Um, you ready for another one? Yep. All right. So let's see. Pharmaceutical executives look for new ways to leverage artificial intelligence and machine learning within the healthcare and biotech industry, and they figured they started to figure it
1: out. Yeah. So this is what I was talking about earlier about advancing, like using smart spaces to power um, medical services. Um, I could see those. I see like a lighted hand doing some operations you know like not someone's actual hands but like i don't know i just see like neon neon hands let's just doing something well, we'll
0: get we'll get there in a second we'll get there okay. but okay so here's one thing that i want people to like and i hope people are writing this stuff down because clearly it's like you know i probably may not remember it after today um okay. but this is some of the most legendary stuff that i you know i just think about all right, so artific- in 2025. You ready for this Jolene? Mm-hmm. In 2025, artificial intelligence will be recognized as part of economic growth as a factor also as a benef- as a beneficial as a, I guess as a beneficiary. So artificial intelligence will like will already see art- like the impacts of artificial intelligence. The first thing that they'll look at is unemployment, of course, right? But then they'll look at what new industries are created from artificial intelligence. And then they'll look at how does artificial intelligence play towards GDP. And I think that here's here's a, for all the investors out there, or for all the folks that are traders looking at what's the next big thing. You know, if you really look at the GDP of any country, so take like, you know, let's say United States or, you know, China or India or any of these countries, right? And then you look at, say, for example, if you ever hear like AI's impact on GDP for this country is this.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Well, then that kind of gives you an idea as it pertains to like now really getting it. It's kind of like a cheat code of looking at potential market cap size. And over time, you can actually see how large the market cap grows uh, based upon G- its impact in GDP.
1: Mark, I, this, go, uh, ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. All right. This makes me think about like how countries, you know, that are already behind, mm-hmm. like how much further behind they can get. If, if AI is an economic driver and they don't even have like a technology stack that would support the development um of ai being integrated into like their current infrastructures mm-hmm. um this could be a big problem mm-hmm. i think one of a future episode we should talk about all the problems it should just be <laughs> a gloomy depressing episode where we talk about all the problems oh
0: lord i don't know if i could do that <laughs> the the, op, the 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 clinically insane optimist in me will literally not allow it um but you, I think you you might like this one as it pertains to culture in the United States for 2025. Culture or creativity will be used as a will be seen as a force of growth.
1: Now, I could, man, I've been talking about this since since forever. Mm-hmm. Okay. There you have
0: it. Creativity will be used as a force of growth. Mm-hmm. So, of course, like how we're looking at AI as a, as a source, and it's looked at as a major force of growth. Mm-hmm. I think that once we get through 2024, once when we get to 2025. Mm-hmm. We've already have experienced AI and I think that the the novelty factor starts to wear off and then we start to look at, well, okay, we know that AI does this, but what creatively can you do with it? And then that's ultimately going to dictate like literally the next wave of, you know, major winners here.
1: Well, 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 this is, that would be <laughs> the year of all of the dope artists, I'm calling it.
0: <laughs> True, okay. Um, let's see here, 2026, you know, that's a very deep one. So let's look at like international relations there. So authorization of export import bank of the United States, which ensures access to high quality, fair and transparent financing for exporters and foreign buyers ends. I think that that will end in 2026. Okay. So, you know, I think that that like given the sense of where we're seeing where if central banking or if the Fed induces a central bank payment system. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, like the, you know, the, the access to high quality and fair, transparent financing for exporters and, you know, foreign buyers, if that ends, we're going to look at a whole different model as, of what it, as it pertains to what does it look like for financial reporting, especially when you think about uh, publicly traded companies. Interesting. interesting. Yes. Very, very interesting. Um, right. But, you know, I think that 2026, you know, if if we, let's just say hypothetically, You know, we're going to, I think it's going to definitely be a growth year. And so I think that a lot of the things in which that we discussed in 20, that that we discussed in 2025, I think that those things will also be used, you know, pretty much they will run through, you know, pretty much uh, they'll run through 2026. You know, you kind of like have to have that one year where it's just like, okay, nothing really happened. We're kind of like fixing a lot of the things in which that we did. So I think that 2026 it's definitely going to be that year. Mm. But here's the interesting stat for you. Write this down if you want to. 25% of online users will spend at least one hour per day in the metaverse in 2026.
1: Well, well.
0: So kidding. 25% of online yeah. users
1: mm-hmm.
0: will spend at least one hour per day in the metaverse so you have to think about it like you know which metaverse like at that point you're like which metaverse is it going to be the apple vision pro because by 2026 they should be way more affordable now and then on top of that when you think about meta and where they will be with holographic technology probably by that time So Mm -hmm. we'll probably be having holographic conversations with one another.
1: Um, I'm going to go shopping.
0: (laughs) I think virtual try-on will also be a thing Mm -hmm. also with holographic technology. Retail space will definitely be, it will definitely be disrupted probably by 2026, where you start to see virtual try-on where it's like you take the actual Scan a physical model, mm-hmm. and then literally do virtual try on.
1: I need virtual customization where you take that scan, and then boom, you have the perfect pair of jeans, yeah. or suit or whatever. That's true. I mean, that's true. <laughs>
0: um, okay, you ready for one? This is yeah. this is this is, this is twenty twenty seven. All right, you ready?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, as you know, that we haven't really talked about agriculture and and all that other stuff, but. Imagine what happens if the if scientists come up with a way to literally bio uh let's say biohack and create pollen that's non-allergenic but also helps say for example crops and then they create robo bees to do it. To pollinate. <sighs> we already have drones. We already have drones. So We have drones, Mark. <laughs> I'm just saying. But-
1: Okay, we have drones. Okay. I can see I could see the possibility of a Robo B. Now the concern really comes into like the Technically the, they already okay. exist, by the way. They already okay. exist. Well, like the the mm. food quality. You no, know, I'm just kind of like, what is it? <laughs> Are, Are you a little conflicted complete? right now? <laughs> yeah, just like well, any will anything food wise be secret, you know,
0: I think that honestly, that food will ultimately start to probably get better, though, as we move further into the future. I think that over time, I think that we'll probably get to a place where we'll start using less chemicals on food, you know, because yeah, here's definitely. the thing. I think that I think in I think infertility is definitely mm-hmm. something that's a very real thing mm-hmm. um, and it's growing, if you don't believe me go check your health insurance and see if they provide IVF coverage in it. Um, Mm -hmm. Because if that's the case, then they now have to, they are now acknowledging that infertility is a major issue. That essentially that is that is a major problem, which can also like have grow, that has effects on economics, mm-hmm. which will ultimately start to like really make certain things challenge the status quo as it pertains to quality of food and everything else. So interesting.
1: Well, Mark, you know I'm a whole farmer out here. You just call me Farmer Joe at this point, because <laughs> okay. you know I have an indoor garden now. It's not; it's all hydroponics though, but it is ran on artificial intelligence. We talk about leisure because.
0: Oh, I got one for you for leisure, by the way
1: Okay, let me get Robot
0: my- servants become commonplace In most upper middle class households
1: What? Should I name them? Jeeves or Jeffrey? Which one? <laughs> Which one should I name it?
0: So there you have it, the first iRobot Shows up in your house in 2027
1: Okay
0: Possibly, I mean, now if it's like, you know If, if it's anything like, you know, how Apple prices Vision goggles and <laughs> <laughs> you know, right. that's why I said upper middle class will mm-hmm. be probably the first to touch. And then after a while, when they start creating more models, they'll recycle the older ones and then make those available for. Well, I'm
1: going to need mine know. to have a job, though, a full time job. <laughs> I'm serious. It's going to need to bring in some money. Just going to be living up under this household.
0: OK, and what do you think about th- uh, 4D printing also? Explain it. So fourth dimensional printing. So, of course, we have
1: words, mean, but like paint a picture. Think food Now see I don't know about this printed food Okay you know what I should just stop Because I feel like I'm like
0: like, Honestly I'm causing a lot of people To put some tinfoil hats on but you know, and <laughs> if people if people are looking at me like, "Bro, has he lost his mind?" Look, like, I'm just trying to say. Now, I think that 2027 is going to be all about the year of robotics. So, if you get an idea of where I was going with that, it's pretty much it's the year of robots. So, with the year of robots, you're going to see like even robots remove like carbon dioxide from like oceans and stuff like that. What we're already seeing now, but you'll see them more at a ma- at a more massive scale. And those are going to be the types of things that people are going to be like, look, um, you know, hey, that these help as it pertains to protecting the environment. I think that we're already seeing a lot of these things within testing, Mm -hmm. but they haven't fully been deployed into the wild yet because of the fact that there's a lot of, you know, it's still considered very taboo. And then on top of that, it's like, OK, hey, well, you know, whose space are you in and, you know, is this intrusive and right. you know, national security or international security? Does this create a problem? You know, right. those types of things. So I would say, interestingly, I would say 2027 is definitely the year of robotics where we see advanced robotics and one of those things that i look at is also um um i also believe that we'll get to a place for folks in whom which that use prosthetics they'll actually be able to experience and feel the touch of what it actually does now Now,
1: i could get with that mark that i mean
0: i mean (laughs) i I had to i had to keep it you know bring it back and keep it kind of simple you know like because i don't want people losing their minds um and then let's, let's top it off to 2028, right? Yes. So, and cause we're kind of like reaching the end of our, of, of our road here. Mm-hmm. So contact lenses with cameras become available for purchase. So smart contacts becomes a thing. I think that that will officially have crossed the hurdle. Um, driverless cars will definitely be, I mean, of course, if we got robotics and driverless cars, um, yes. you'll see more of those on the road. Uh, gene modification will actually be a thing, which I think that that will increase life expectancy um
1: fertility is an issue then that is if people can live longer i can see them wanting to push that
0: yep and i think that also with like when we when i was talking about like the robo bees as it pertains to pollen Mm -hmm. you know now that was just a a small subset now they're on larger scales as it pertains to like you know to pollinate crops and stuff like that Mm -hmm. um yeah so i think that you know and then on top of that let's say that the number I'll leave with everybody as 11.8 million electric vehicles on the road by 2028. Now that would be dope. <laughs> yeah.
1: That would be um as long as they increase, you know, the charging stations and stuff. Got mm.
0: And there's going to be a new there's going to be a new epicenter as it pertains to where everybody travels. You want to know where it is? Yeah, where? Asia.
1: Hmm.
0: Asia will be the center of all travel by 2028. Now, so given that I've said all these things, right? Everybody's just like, Mark, you just said a lot. And so, like, really, how do we tie all that in? Remember what I've always said. Think about who the players are that are already within these spaces and then be able to map out exactly like, OK, hey, well, where are they going? You know, what's right. what's ahead? Like, what is it that they're doing to essentially make the, like don't just invest in companies just because of the fact that you hear about either either what I say or even what some you know pundit says on CNBC? Invest in the company because of the fact that you know what they're doing and the CEO or the company is able to establish a solid roadmap of where is it that they're ultimately trying to get to or what is it that they're trying to accomplish and then use your imagination. Because here's the thing about like most folks at most innovative companies, their innovation is driven by their imagination. Mm -hmm. Like that's that there's no secret ingredient to it. It's just literally the imagination. So your limit is only to what your imagination can conjure up. You know, if you can like if you can actually imagine it and actually think it through as it pertains to how something like that could work on a logistical standpoint, then nine times out of 10, you can actually create it like you could actually create it. And so, you know, those are the things that I want everybody to really pay attention to, because, you know, honestly, it's like if you look at some of the tech startups that are happening now, if you look at the companies that are like. And don't even just look at the the early stage companies, because a lot of times everybody like, you know, of course, it's great to see early stage companies because it gives you a barometer of are we in a are we in a high growth area where it's like, you know, ideas are coming a little bit more fast paced, much more. uh, I would say much more. What's the word? What's the word for the first time? I don't have the words. Um, I guess. Complicated. okay like ideas become they're they're a little bit more complex. And so that gives you an idea and strong gauge as it pertains to where is it that we're actually truly going to. So, you know, honestly, it's like, you know, is it out of the cards for us to have not seen Apple was going to literally create Vision Pro or to do a headset? Was it not out of the cards that we weren't going to see Meta create a headset?
1: All the clues are there, right? They're
0: always there. They're always there in front of us as it pertains to if we think about if the technology is there, if the infrastructure is there, well, OK, the infrastructure is not there. Who's going to build it? Because whoever builds it, they just stumbled across a multibillion dollar opportunity, possibly even now, now that we're in a much more, you know, hyper focus, you know, globalized economy. Now you're talking about sometimes even the case of a trillion dollar market cap now. You know and it's not a winner take all it's more so you're starting to even see collaborative competition even transpire so with all those things being said it's like okay well i think that if we're looking at like really the future of what is it that we're going to be able to build here like okay well we have generative ai we have companies that are creating high performance chips that have neural networks built into them. Okay, well we're already starting to see the first part where we're using natural language, but that's just language. You know, what about the much more complex stuff that's within AI? You know, the stuff that requires like, you know, where it it literally creates itself, you know? <laughs> like We look at hardware companies, but we don't look at the software companies like the companies to pay attention to. Like, for example, Adobe, Adobe reports earnings tomorrow. You know, is it out of the cards for people to not say that? Okay, hey, that Adobe is now in the generative AI space and that the fact that AI is going to be embedded across this entire creative cloud suite that we already know. They've already showed us an example with Adobe Photoshop. Imagine what that looks like with products like Adobe Premiere. Lightroom and all those other things. You know, you already have phones that automatically use AI to autocorrect. I mean, Google Pixel advertises it all the time. It's like it's number one feature. I take a photo and somebody's eating a hot dog. Some random dude is eating a hot dog. And then I just like draw a circle around him and then it removes him out of the environment without like making significant edits to the actual environment itself. I mean, you wouldn't think that that wouldn't be a part of Adobe who I mean, come on, it's Adobe. Right. So I think that, you know, when we look at this as it pertains to opportunity, you got to look at the software companies, you got to look at the hardware companies, and then you also have to look at the industries in between that stand to benefit. And if you could do that, then a lot of the things that I mentioned in today's, uh, oh, thank you, uh, David. He said that Adobe's earnings are announced on Thursday. So shout out to you. See, I have no problem in being wrong. My mistake. Thank you. Um but I think that the interesting thing about it is, is that, you know, the future is very bright, but yet at the same token, it's going to be a rocky road. So if you're pl- like, this is the time, of course, it's like, you know, you know, market due to a seasonality factors. I mean, of course we understand that, but beyond that, okay. Over these, uh, from what I just talked about from 2024 to 2028, who, who are you putting your bright up on?
1: Oh, for me, it's going to be, it's going to be uh, my stock bay SMH, <laughs> <laughs> Um, I I think I would go with the parents, not step-parent, XLK, SMH. It would be like heavy tech. Yes, there's like the consumer discretionary, but I don't think I would focus as much on that. Um, i'm
0: gonna say by 2029 one of those companies is gonna fall i could see that i definitely believe like and i'm not saying that they're gonna be out of the universe forever but i think that they're gonna make one small misstep Mm -hmm. and i think that that's gonna set them back and that's what i mean that they're gonna fall they're not gonna die but they're gonna they're definitely one of the big one of the big tech names is going definitely gonna fall
1: shaky shaky
0: (laughs) (laughs) i'll save that for another episode of you know what my analysis is there but right. outside of that Jolene, I know that we we went well above our 30 minute or 45 minute marker but you know thank you for rocking you know with yeah. me this evening of course and shout outs to Levik, our wonderful producer who who works the background one hey, day we're gonna just, one day we're going to throw him up on screen but not today but uh, <laughs> you know thank you for each and every single one of you that like stuck with us in today's episode I know that it was a lot to conjure up and a lot to think about But these are the things in which that, you know, some of these things keep me up at night because it makes me think about, like, okay, hey, who's going to build it? How is it going to be built? And what is going to be the economic impact or what's going to be the global impact to it? So, again, you know, sorry to brain dump it on you, but if you really take it in as it pertains to, like, you know, okay, Mark brain dumped this, but, you know, what's the real true message here? There's a lot of opportunity in what I just mentioned. And there's a lot of open space as it pertains to what the next, major investments are going to be. They just probably haven't been announced yet. So stay tuned, everybody. Until next time, I'm Mark Monroe.
1: And I'm Jalen see, in the place to be.
0: Be sure to like, comment and subscribe because we definitely want to hear what your thoughts are down below. So if you are thinking about something that's innovative or if you think that something's going to happen within this span of time, Go ahead and write it down below if you think that we missed something. Cause you know, we can always learn something. And this has been Executive Education. We'll see you in the next one. Peace, y'all.